This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm so glad to welcome back my friend Jack Klumpenhauer. Jack is the author of the book, Show Them Jesus, Teaching the Gospel to Kids. This book came out in 2014 and has been a blessing to so many. If you don't know about this book, I hope you'll pick up a copy. In this book, Jack combines his many years of experience as a Bible teacher and a writer to show how when you teach the Bible, here's how you can relate any part of the Bible to who Jesus is. He's also co-authored the book, The Gospel-Centered Parent. You can learn more about Jack at his website, jackklumpenhauer.com. Jack and his wife have been married for 20 years. They have two children and live in Colorado. Jack, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, Hi, Champ. Good to be with you. Yes, I am looking forward to hearing what verses God has put on your heart today. Well, today we have Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. This is Daniel's vision of one like a son of man. And of course, uh, Jesus picks up on this, and Jesus, all through his ministry, called himself the son of man. So it's an important passage, but also one I love to teach. So here it says, Daniel writes, I continued watching in the night visions, and suddenly one like a son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, so that those of every people, nation, and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed." So you just said this is a vision that Daniel is describing that he saw. So this is like amazing. And you got to set the context here. Like what's going on? Where did this vision happen? What's going on in the story in the book of Daniel? So why don't you bring us up to speed? Okay. So, so book of Daniel, this happened during a scary time in the world. It's particular. It's a scary time for God's people. All right. They're, they've been conquered by an evil enemy called Babylon. They're forced to go live in Babylon. Daniel's in Babylon at the time. It might seem to them that their God is a real loser, right? And even after many years, Babylon maybe has finally started to lose some power in the world. Things didn't seem to get much better. There's just another evil kingdom with great power. After that, there's another evil kingdom with great power, and so on and so on, and it's all scary and dangerous. There seems no hope, but then God gives Daniel this vision. Hmm. It shows that God's people shouldn't be scared. So the vision starts, I just read from the end of the vision. The vision starts with four beasts. That sounds like a vision or a dream, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's this, we call it apocalyptic literature. The Bible loves to use pictures to capture our imagination, right. help us understand the truth behind the world. So, so the beasts stand for four powerful and evil kings that come right after each other. Now, we all know the kings were not actually beasts. They were real men, mm-hmm. but they acted like beasts. <laughs> Right. So in the vision, they're pictured like beasts. There's a beast like a lion, one like a bear, a beast like a leopard, and then this scary beast at the end with iron teeth that brags a lot. Mm. Okay. Now, there's a story that goes with this first, because a couple years ago, I was teaching this in my Sunday school class. I had all the beasts. The kids think the beasts are really cool, right? And they are. And I'm teaching the passage, and then I say, well, at the end of all these kingdoms, God is bringing a bigger and better king. Hmm. 
It doesn't end with, with, with these kings. And that's where I read this passage. Suddenly one comes like a son of man. That's Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. God who became man. He called himself the son of man. Coming on the clouds of heaven. He's given all dominion and glory. Everybody all over the world will serve him as king. His kingdom won't end. His kingdom will go on forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, show, I show my students this verse, these kids. And I, I ask the big question. How is Jesus the better king? And kid in the front row, boy, raises his hand, and and I'm expecting him to say, well, because his kingdom goes forever. Or, well, he's the better king because everybody will serve him. No, no, no. This kid surprises me with a far better answer than I'd been thinking of. Why is Jesus the better king, I ask? Because he's not a beast. Good answer. We have this vision of all these people who are actually beasts. They are not being people like people should be. Mm -hmm. But then comes one, one man, one king, who is exactly the kind of man God made us all to be. And God is telling us through Daniel that Jesus has come, and he's coming back one day, and he's not a beast. He he is the one king who is completely different, stunningly different from any other ruler we've known. Mm-hmm. And, and if the world seems like, you know, the people in charge are just evil and things go from bad to worse to worse to worse, we remember that we have Jesus and our king is coming. It's almost this unbelievable hope. The greatest king the world will ever know, the one every nation will serve. The king who will reign forever, he's the kind of man who may not be pictured as a beast. Mm. He's, he's a man of gentleness. He's a shepherd to his people. He has this, this love that, that led him to come and die on a cross for us. He cares for his people. He treasures us like gems. He shares all his riches with us. He, he always makes fair decisions. He, he, he always protects his little ones. And he always wins. And he is not a beast. Jack, I love that. Why is it that maybe sometimes we feel like, you know, if I did what the Lord wants me to do, things are not going to go well. He's going to send me to some place I never want to go. I'm going to have to do things I never wanted to do. But that sounds different than what you're describing. Why do we tend to think the other way? Well, we look at this world. We look at, we look at what is happening right now. I mean, Daniel, when he wrote for his age, if you just looked at what was happening in those days, you'd say, this is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. We don't have, we don't have a, a big full picture of our life as Christians, which extends beyond our life in this world. The, our, our life in this world really is about going down like Jesus went down, mm-hmm. making ourselves low, sacrificing for others, sometimes being mistreated even. Um, and, and, and living a life of that, that's low and sometimes is hard mm-hmm. and sometimes does get scary, but we do it because we know at the end, just like Jesus rose from the dead, we will be raised up with him to, to a great life. We need, we need to see the end picture. And uh, you know, a book like Daniel is really good at showing us that and showing that, the, that in Jesus, the end picture is great. So, Jack, what's a good question that families can discuss about these verses when this podcast is over? You know, I think sometimes as parents or, or even Bible teachers, which is kind of my specialty, we make the mistake of, of 
thinking of Jesus only in terms of uh, what he's already done for me or what he can do for me now or today. And I, I think we can challenge our kids, how can you act? How will you act today when you remember that in the future, you will have a great reward in Jesus? I, I think that's a challenging question mm-hmm. for us to, to ask, not, not just our kids, but you know, if, if as parents, we're asking ourselves that every day and asking it when our kids are with us, around us, as a family, how will we act today? What will we accept? What will we give up? How will we sacrifice? Because we know the future we have in Jesus. That's a great question for families to be asking. And, and, and you know, my family, we forget to ask that question as often as we, we should. Yeah, and that's a question I'm going to be thinking about myself today after we're done. So, Jack, thank you for pointing us to that question and this hope we have in Jesus, the ultimate human, the perfect man, the God-man Jesus Christ. What a great reminder from Daniel 7. Would you just close our time by praying for us today? Sure. Father, thank you for sending your son, the real man. Thank you that we have a savior and a king who is not a beast. Help us to believe it. Help us to live in him and uh, for him, especially when life gets hard. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.